Howdy. Many of you may already know me as the world-famous cowboy economist. Well, if not, please visit my YouTube page where I have many exciting and informative videos explaining economic concepts and discussing issues of the day. You can find it by going to CowboyEconomist.com. You'll see a link right there to the YouTube series. But that's not why I'm here today. I, I want to talk briefly about an exciting new book just published by my cousin John. There's a new sheriff in town. And it's called Contending Perspectives in Economics. Now, first thing I want to tell you is that this is a second edition of a book what done already come out in 2015. And if you're familiar with the earlier version, well then woo-wee, you know it was a doozy. Now the goal of that volume and this updated version, of course, was to offer a survey of contemporary schools of thought. Let me just show you. Neoclassical, Marxist, Austrian, post-Keynesian, institutionalist, new institutionalist, feminist, and brand new in this latest edition, ecological. Now, this is not a history book. Each of these paradigms is active today with journals, conferences, research centers. Cousin John explains each of these using a common format where along with a sort of basic background, you get an explanation of their method of doing research, their views of human nature and justice, their behavioral standards and contemporary activities for each and every one of these schools of thought. Now, he confided to me a lot while he's writing this book, asking for advice and whatnot. And uh, one of John's overriding concerns was that this volume be fair. He felt as if too many of these books were thinly veiled attacks on their subjects. Well, that kind of bushwhacking never did anybody any good. So he did two things to try to combat any of these possible biases on his own part. One, each chapter is written from the perspective of a proponent of that particular view. He sets out to try to sell you on the idea that this was the greatest school of thought ever invented. And second, he had at least one member of each of the non-mainstream schools of thought review their chapter. This was the final litmus test. Would an Austrian economist be satisfied with the chapter John had written on Austrian economics? And very many kind people helped him with this. Uh, they're all thanked in the acknowledgments in there. And their suggestions range from, you know, just changing a few things here and there to substantial rewrites of entire chapters. The, the, the latter would make John cry, but, but he nevertheless did it. And he ex accepted and adopted every single recommendation in an attempt to make this a fair treatment. Now, why write such a book? Well, for a couple of reasons. First, economics today is totally dominated by one school of thought and one that argues that it is objective and that it has been proven to be superior to all other approaches. Well, it ain't objective, because nothing is, because you can't have a view except from a viewpoint, and the overwhelming majority of professional economists have only the vaguest idea of these other paradigms. There was no battle royale among these schools of thought. That never happened. What did happen? Read chapter 3. Explains it all right there. Now, the second reason to write this book was for students. John wanted this to not only be a useful reference for scholars, but also a volume that first-year economics majors could read and understand. And I think it's important to know here that while his superficial goal was to teach students about each of these other alternatives in economics, actually the more important purpose was to try to help students progress through the four stages of cognitive development. I bet you've been dying wondering what was underneath this last panel. Dualism, multiplicity, relativism, and commitment. 
Now, students tend to enter college at the dualistic stage right here, uh, where they think everything is black and white or right and wrong. What a bunch of idiots. We want them to become more sophisticated thinkers, learning that a diversity of opinion is a positive. And while we should base our opinions on logic and evidence, there are matters about which rational people could reasonably disagree. Teaching that only one school of thought exists, as is so common in our econ courses, is of little help moving past that first stage. Getting an intellectual handle on rival perspectives requires that you actually discuss rival perspectives. And that's what this book does. So this is exciting, and this is what edu college education should be all about. This book is trying to be part of that ideal journey. Right? One that leads students to stop universalizing on their own experiences and allows them to come to grips with the complexity of the world and the need to be skeptical of one's own views and to understand that learning never ends. And that is, of course, the fourth stage. Little wonder that students graduating from the econ department where John teaches at Texas Christian University consistently rank the Contending Perspectives class as the program's number one curricular strength. Well, that's enough highfalutin talk for one day. Anyway, I need to get back to branding the chickens and milking the pigs. But you be sure to check out that new edition of John's book. It's published by Edward Elgar, and it's available at bookstores and rodeo gift shops everywhere. I want to thank you all for paying attention, and uh, may the force be with you.